0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to show number 116, and holy shit has hit the fan, if you know what I'm saying. If you haven't heard the news, you'll hear it here. So, welcome to the show, and uh, well, I want to have a special shout out here to Adam the Rookie, who will be coming to the next game here against the Texans. We look forward to the tailgate and the party. Well, without further ado, it's going to be a long one, so let's just dive in to the show. Yeah, yeah. Old town. Do you know about my city? Old town. The city of old? Old town Oh, don't you know. Old town. Do you know Obama City? the city of old. Old Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Okay, Raider fans, today's podcast would be amiss without this story that I just cannot even believe is happening to us. Shell will not be pushed out quietly. Uh Shell went on a rant, and I'll go over that in just a bit. Bon voyage, Tom Walsh. Happy trails. And that's another story. Of course, John shoot, there he is. Shoot, there he is. Well, that's our new offensive coordinator. We'll talk a little bit about Johnny Boy. And of course, we have to have the pregame for the Texans who are 3 and 8. Can you believe that? And we are 2 and 9. I it's hard for me to look at those numbers. Hard for me to get into it. And of course we'll hit the Raiders. Raider Nation podcast, comments form section. And that's about it. So let's get on. With it. for the memories. Thanks for the memories, Tom Walsh. First of all, before I get into my spiel here, I want to thank Tom Walsh, really, um, for going in there and having a tough job, man. He had a tough job. And the guy, uh, he sacked up, really, because he knew he was out of the game. But he was trying. Archel put his confidence in Tom. And um, you guys know how I felt about Tom Walsh. In the beginning, because I went over it very explicitly, and then try to bury it, just like, you know, cats do. And that's kind of what that was all about. I want to thank Tom for the effort he put in. I'm sure he tried his very best. I'm sure his efforts um, were everything he could give. And it just wasn't enough. Not enough for the Raiders. Not enough for the Raider Nation. That's for doggone sure. Um, And if you want to look at RaiderTake.com from the... Black Flag Network. Check it out. He's got a great blog. He talks about Tom Walsh as well. Tom Walsh and I have history dating back from when he was very first hired. And we've had some fun with Tom, haven't we, Ren? Of course, we've had fun with Tom. We started off calling him inept. His play calling was, I remember somebody called it, Pedestrian. I can't even believe that they would even call it that. Pretty cool, I think. Of course, dumbass, asshole of the week. We could go on, and of course, we'll. No one will forget this one, Tom Walsh, the Scarecrow. Oh, I'm a failure because I haven't got a brain. Well, what would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could, I could while away the hours. And of Come course, with Tom Walsh. From Brokeback, I-da-ho. We can't forget the Tom Walsh, Mr. Potato Head take. That was funny. Announcing a new arrival. Uh, Mr. Potato Head. Oh, oh, that's me. Congratulations. (laughs) It's a potato. It's Mr. Potato Head family. There's Mr. Mrs. and Baby to. And Tom the Tom the Turkey was kind of the last thing. It came out last. We have to use it last so Tom, here is a combination of your own private Idaho and Tom the Turkey. Go ah! in Idaho. Ah! In your own ah! Yes Tom, we have to thank you so much for the five, seven, ten step drops. The 56 record sacks in the NFL. Thank you so much for those. I'm sure the quarterbacks love you for it. Oh, no. The 3-15 and and off-tackle runs, many times less than a yard. Sitting on a lead, ever be it so thin, so pitifully thin, and making our defense work their ass off to make things happen. Couldn't get anything done. In the second half, Mr. No Adjustment Walsh. Tom, thanks for the memories. I'll always have to reflect back on this year and remember how pitiful our offense was. So, back to your streetlights and sewer problems. Back to flipping flapjacks out of your ass crack. Nice talking to you, Tom. Please. Please. Please don't come back. Well, well, Tom Walsh is gone. What a wonderful thing that is. Okay, Raider Nation, let's get into the John Shoup. Shoup, there he is. John Shoup, offensive coordinator from 2001 to 2003 with the Chicago Bears, where he really, they tout this 13-3. and three, And uh, that was from the previous guy. That wasn't him. The team was set up that way. And when he took over, it went down dramatically. There is a website called com. You guys can all check it out. It's uh, very biased, and you have to take it with a grain of salt. But this is from people who've seen him play. These are from people who have seen him call the offense just like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Let's give John Shoup a chance, though. Let's give him a chance. He's a little bit more current. He has been in the system. It is his shot. I believe that John Shoup, this is his shot at the NFL. If he wants to go on further and make a name for himself, he has to make it happen in these last games here we have this season. I have no doubt that the Oakland Raiders will use the same offensive scheme. That's why Tom is still hanging on. Tom is still here as, as I'm sure, quality control for his offense because he set this thing together. It's his comic book, I mean playbook. So Tom has to stay. And John Shoup is supposedly, quote-unquote, per-media, here in the Bay Area, making some changes. I find that very hard to believe. But maybe that's the case. At the very least, John Shoup should be able to make second-half adjustments if he has the opportunity. I'm giving him a lot of credit. This is one of the things they said on that website was his weak points as well was adjustments during the half. We shall have to see. Let us give John Shoup an opportunity to be the guy. As far as the team goes, the team likes him. A lot of positive energy here. He's a go-to guy. He's kind of a rah-rah cheerleader type, whereas Tom Walsh is the chicken is chicken kind of guy. And they say he has a lot of energy. He really brings a lot to the table. He said he's very demanding. You know, those are positive things. So let's take those into consideration. The team seems to be good about the change. There seems to be a positive wind in the locker room as far as this change is concerned because others saw it coming way before Art did, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But as far as John sheep is concerned, he has an opportunity to make his mark here and either get a job next season or coach the kickers next season or whatever. However it ends up, this is his chance, his 15 minutes of sunshine, the glory, the honor is all in his, his hands. He can make it or break it. And that's where it is right now. So congratulations, John Shoup. Welcome to the first position. It's a hot seat right now. I hope you can make it happen. I hope you make it happen against these Texans because if not, man, people are going to be calling for your ass right away. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. won't be me, but uh, people will be calling for your ass. All right. Well, let's see now. The pregame for the Texans or Shell will not be pushed out. You know what? Let's get to Shell. I can't hold it back. I've been trying to, but I got to let it out. Talk about dysfunction in the locker room. All the things I wished on our opponents The curse has come back to hit me. Boy, I'm going to pop myself in the melon right now. Shell will not be pushed out quietly. So Art Shell goes on a tirade. First, we have the coaching change. And, you know, we're supposed to hear from Shell every Wednesday. That's his normal press day. Well, he skipped this Wednesday, folks, because he was pissed as a mofo. Art Shell came out worked up in a froth. I haven't seen any of the film. I can't wait to see any if anybody got any over the fact that he's been being backstabbed from the very beginning from, yes, the man next to Al Davis, very close, Lombardi. That's what the sources, quote-unquote, are saying. You know, I personally don't know this for sure, but that's what everyone is saying. Now, Shell did refuse to name names, but he just named just enough to, you can figure it out. He named some people as good, and he didn't name other people. Go figure. What do you think about that? But evidently Lombardi, who was trying to hire other coaches in the NFL to do this job, was not happy with the shell hiring, and as a matter of fact was very unhappy with it, and continued to pop off about how Arch Shell was not the man for the job, and how dumb holding on to his good buddy's hand was. Now, I know it's bad. There's a lot of things in this article, and a lot of things that he said, you know, just for me, come out to a lot of different aspects. So I'm going to throw them all out to you. Art has a 2-9 and nine team. He hired offensive coordinator that didn't know the system as it is today in the defense side of the ball, which is the system I'm talking about you need. You need to know the defenses are thrown at you now so you can make the offenses that will work. Chicken is not chicken. Obviously not. It's uh, something else, and that's what Tom Walsh figured out um, didn't come up with the right chicken recipe, I guess, because he's out. So in that situation, you have to kind of put a little bit of the blame here on Archell for not seeing this earlier, even though he says he planned to make the change earlier, before November anyways. Archell went on a rampage saying that he was being backstabbed since the time he got here, and there's been someone in the office, not to be named, gaba, 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 um stabbing him in the back starting back in february He says when he got here there's character assassination we'll go figure this is all in the upper office now it doesn't seem like onbarty gave him an opportunity to, to succeed he might have planted a bad seat from the very beginning because he didn't like the choice to begin with who knows what happens up there the power struggles in the organization they've always been a little funky Shell, he said he learned his lessons from back in 1994 when Discord and his coaching staff led to his demise and Joe Bugle, the Bugle year, what a terrible-ass year that was, came about. So it wasn't so bad with the Shell and Wall show back then, but it wasn't good enough, so that's what happened. Now, I understand Lombardi, if he's starting to pop off now about Shell's performance, Shell's got no room. But when you start talking about this guy popping off early, undermining the team, uh, starting to say things, I'm sure it got back to the players. It's all in that organization. So, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to, <laughs> you have to just look at that and go, brother, it's a perfect year for it. So we weren't on our way to our playoffs and didn't have a meltdown. It wasn't like we were in a winning season and this, all this stuff happened. I'm glad. Let's get all this crap out. This is what happens when you don't win. This is another thing. It's just oh so bizarre with our Oakland Raiders. So now, of course, we don't have the Wednesday morning situation. He's not talking to the press. That's not a good sign. Is Art Schell on his way out? Um, very hard to say. I like Art Schell. I think Art Schell with the right guy next to him, the right offensive coordinator, somebody who knows what he's doing, Art Schell can be the man. He's a diehard Raider. I have no doubt that Shell's sincere, and he means exactly what he says, down to his core. But, you know, feeling it and doing it in this in this world and in this, in this NFL, you got to be doing it. You can feel it all you want, but you'd be feeling it down the street. Because uh, this is a win-or-lose situation, and it means millions and millions of dollars in revenue. You know, I'm the first one that wants to see a win, and so is he and I would tell you that he will probably see it want to see it more than me, and not just for him but for his team. Shell is a great team's coach; he's a great player's coach, I believe, seriously, I just don't think he can see the forest of the trees and in this tirade that he just had, which is good cause it it means that he ain't going quietly and he's setting the, setting it down right now um I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. It's a thing. And with Tom Walsh gone, there should be some changes. There better be a performance enhancement somewhere in the near future for Shell to hang on to his job. Because if it is Lombardi and he is making those things, he's pretty powerful if he can make the draft choices for this team and also be right there at the right hand of, you know, da man, Al D., Going to make it tough here for uh, Shell, but I, I, I like Shell. I think we should keep him as a coach. I think we need a new offensive coordinator. Uh, I don't think John Shoup is it, but we'll see. got to give the guy a chance. That's my take, and I'm sticking to it. You are traveling through another dimension, a dimension of sight and sound and of mind. A journey through a wondrous land, It's only boundaries are of imagination. There's a signpost up ahead. It's the Raider locker room. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. All right, Raider Nation. Let's move on to the next story, which is, of course, the pregame for the Texans. Let me just throw it out right there and tell you. The Texans want to get better all over the Raiders. The Texans think that they can win this game. They need to win this game. They're pushing hard because they got to get out of the, the cellar. Because last year they were 14-2, and, and they're only uh, one up on that this season, and they think they can get better on our Oakland Raiders. Uh, Kubiak is their coach, and, of course, Mike Sherman from Green Bay became their offensive coordinator last season, and you can see it in his offense there's a there's improvement in the Texans' offense. Their defense is uh, questionable, however. It's a young, young defense like ours, uh, still with growing pains. The Texans, man, they're one of those viperous teams that could come up and bite you. They're like a team like we had last year. Remember when Miami came into town and they had no wins and we they beat us? That's the kind of situation this is we got to be very careful that these guys don't come in and punk us on our own doggone field. They've been, never been to Oakland during a regular season game. It's time for the black hole to shout it out. It's time for the fans to kick some ass, if you know what I'm talking about. They were 2-14. and 14. The problem here with the, with the Texans, and this is their offense, is they have a very fractured running game. It's kind of like ours, but ours is much more productive and flows better, believe it or not. Offenses are of the same problem, both of ours. Um, their quarterback is like ours, hot and cold. kind of. He's a running quarterback, too. Uh, it's very similar. You're going to see a lot of similar things. I think that the Texans are becoming a much better team than they have been, just like the Raiders. The difference between the Texans and the Raiders are the defenses. Our defense is much more stout and will put the hurt on the Texans because their primary avenue of attack is through the air. Oh, and you you wonder why? Of course. Carr starts out throwing passes like a madman to Andre Johnson, who leads the NFL with 84 catches. He leads the NFL. This is a receiver from the Texans. Do not take them lightly. Our DBs are going to be on the JLB, though, because he's got to be freaked out. And he said so in the press. They've said they have to get better on the Raiders, but they've also said the Raiders' defense, ranked number one in pass defense, is going to be a mofo for them to overcome. Now, of course, this game does have some significance. If Brooks can turn himself on like he has been, he's got 19,590 yards total. If he could work a game up, a a whopping passing situation, he could pass the 20,000-yard mark for a quarterback. Now, of course... They lost their second secondary quarterback from the, the Texans, um, and they've picked up Brad, Bradley Van Pelt from the Broncos that released. Well, actually, the Broncos released him this offseason. So Van Pelt's been on the pine for three months, but they say he's ready to go. He's, they picked him up, and he's ready to go. Denver was thick with quarterbacks, anyways. Van Pelt might not be a bad choice. Actually, sounds pretty smart, but we'll see. We shall see if our defense can get to Carr, who's aged now. Doesn't run quite as as fast as he used to, but he's a pretty good running quarterback. I think we can put him down. I think we can definitely get Burgess another sack or two and definitely see the front four of Warren Sapp put him down at least once and taste the turf in Oakland. Now, of course, our defense kicks ass with 14 interceptions, fifth ranked in the league. That's pretty doggone cool when you look at the competition. Now, of course, their defense have Mario Williams, which is the number one pick they picked last season, which everyone thought was kind of foolish. Um, But they also have a couple other young uh, defensive uh, players and linebackers that can work us over pretty well. I do say that this is a marked game for the Raiders. It would certainly be nice to have a victory at home, I don't care if it's the Texans or the Ustans or whatever you want to call them, um, but the Texans got to go down. You know what? This can't be no Alamo. We got to take the Alamo and put the hoe in Alamo, and I mean kick them out of Oaktown with a zero. I think our Oakland Raiders defense can do that without any doubt. You have to look out for Morrison. Got to look out for Nambyasumwa because he's coming after you. And, of course, our new weapon, Madsen, tight end. Madman Madsen, we want to see him out there, too, tearing up the turf. I think our offense, if it plays like it has been, the last couple of games can win this game and definitely put some points up in the second half if, shoot, there it is, is up to the task. Our team has a very good chance of winning this game. Of course, you know, I've said to people who aren't going to the game, you might miss the only victory of the season. It's not a sold-out game, um, not at all, by any means. And the problem we have here is we're going to have the Raider Nation kind of dispersed among the, uh, the crowd there at the Coliseum. We need people to come to the game, man. Pick up a ticket. Get a ticket. Come see your team. I'm telling you, everybody who doesn't come to this game is going to regret their ass off when it's February 30th or how about this, when it's April and you're going, oh, man, I just missed some football. I missed some football. April is a good month for that. April is a great month for the football blues, you know, because it's far away from everything. So what I'm saying, Raider Nation, is grab your ass and put it in a seat. Open your pie hole and start screaming for your Raiders. We may need our support now more than ever before. We got to get out there and support our team, and especially against these punks who are coming to Oakland for the first time. Do you know that they have a winning record over the Raiders? Yes. The Texans have a winning record over our Oakland Raiders. It is a one on their side and a big fat O on our side. We got two games to beat their ass to get above them. We need to win this game for pride, for poise, for passion, for the frickin' fans that do sit their ass in the seat, and for this team, for sure. We need a shot in the arm. We've got a couple of tough games. come. Cincinnati's going to be no joke. But we can go on there and blow some people's minds. I know we can. Our offense is looking improved. We just need to tweak it a little more here and there. I think we've got something going on. I know. The offensive line is still Swiss cheese. It has been for the last three games, but we have been producing. We've been making yards and making things happen. If we could keep those freaking zebras off our ass or out of our ass or whatever, we should be okay. No penalties. We should shut down their run because they're going to try to run on us. Even though they're not a good running team, they're going to try to run on us. They're going to think – that they're going to be able to run. The other thing I can guarantee, their defense is going to be very tough in the first quarter. They're really going to try to put it to us. If we can develop a rhythm on offense and score some points early, the game will be ours. If we get stuck in the first half with an O or they're ahead, it's going to be hell coming back. I mean, hell. These guys are going to smell victory, and it's going to be brutal for everybody concerned. Not just the team. Let me say right now, if we are behind in the first half, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I do. Go to the next game. Have some fun. Drink a beer. Raise a pint. Wear your shit. And be proud that you're a Raider fan. And you know what? There's always something happening. look got tom walsh gone we got things going on that way what can i say let's go on to the Raider nation podcast forum shall we Here with the Raider Nation podcast forum, and let's see, Raider Frank, my buddy Frank, <laughs> comes in. The Scarecrow has left the building. By now, everyone should know Tom Walsh, Huda Ho, He is going back to Idaho. <laughs> I love it. He has been replaced by John Shoup. Let's hope this means more aggressive offense. Hell yes. Makes me wonder what went through Art's brain. Well Okay, Mike Lowry Raider eighteen PSL. Let's see. Finally it's about time. It took <laughs> long enough. So he talks about the art the uh Tom Walsh firing as it is. And of course they're saying it's a demotion whatever. He says, don't get me wrong, I love waffles and pancakes. You guys are funny, man. You guys write some funny shit. I invite everyone in the Raider Nation to check out the Raider Nation podcast forum section. It is a funny frickin' place. It is funny. These guys said some great lines. The Assassin. Am I dreaming? Did I just hear the Raiders fired Tom Walsh? Gee, why so soon? It's not like our offense sucked all year, but I won't look at lift a I won't look a gift horse in the mouth. I'm from Chicago, and that's where when shoop was uh, run out of town. Of course, a guru he ain't, but anyone's better than a scarecrow without a brain. Rejoice, <laughs> that's true, brother. It's better than uh, well. We'll see some more comments up here, but. Yeah, I told you guys, Chicago don't like him. They have that site, of course, firejohnshoop.com. Check it out. Okay. Randy said that exact same thing in his email, in his uh, comment here about uh, firejohnshoop.com. Talks about uh, some quotes out of there. I don't want to get into that. Check it out, though. It's something worth reading. Raider Shea comes in. Santa came early. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a happy day in the nation, indeed. Apparently, I've been a very good girl this year, or a very bad one. Shoop just got the opposite of what Wall should have done, um, and he should do just fine. Raid ass. Okay. Well, I hope he does fine. I'm all for him. Uh, I'll tell you, we shouldn't see much change right away. But like I said, man, he's got to make it happen. He's got to win some games or else he will be out with the bathwater if you know what I'm talking about. The preacher who stepped on Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> um, Mr. Potato Head. Is that funny or what? Is it true? Am I dreaming? Is Tom Walsh fired? Well, no, but at least our offensive coordinator, he's not our OC anymore. It's on the official word on the Raiders' website. Yes, Walsh will remain with the staff. Of course, this is his offense. Just wondering, at least the flapjack flipper is not our our, uh, <laughs> our offensive coordinator. So, the preacher said a couple of cool things there. It's pretty funny. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yes! <laughs> and Big Capital the Tom Walsh is fired. Rejoice, Raider Nation. Although, personally, I would... Re- I've replaced him with Raider Greg. That's pretty funny. Thank you, Tom. I know who it is. Thank you very much. It's a very big compliment. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't even try to do it. Um, The fact that he tried to do it, got to take your hats off to Tom Walsh because he did try to do it. Here comes Tokai Japan, man. You can't keep him down. He's in it again, the outpost, way out yonder. I bet you it's cold where you are, man. Uh, Robert, I've been there in the wintertime. Brutal, ice-cold wind. Anyways, long story short, the scarecrow is on fire. Somebody get water. I love it. Who would have thought that the hiring John, I can't grow a beard shoop. Uh, you got to see his picture on the side. Yeah, he looks pretty, looks like a homeless guy that they pulled in, took a picture, and then kicked back out the door again. As an offensive coordinator, um, who would think he'd be an improvement for an NFL team, but. Here we are. Art Shell has finally realized that Tom Walsh is incompetent, no doubt. So what pushed Art over the edge? Hmm. Did he, air- hear, oh, did he overhear players making Tom Walsh jokes? Did he see messages from Jimmy Johnson and other unemployed coaches on Al Davis' secretary's desk? Did he come in to find Jerry Porter had parked in his parking spot and that Al Davis let him get away with it? <laughs> what piece of scarecrow's straw broke Art Shell's back? That's a good way to put it, man. So now it's time to vote for next season's offensive coordinator, assuming that Art Shell keeps his job. My vote is for Rich Gannon, a great raider, a team leader, someone who can read a defense in a blink of an eye. I totally agree with you. Gannon thrived in Gruden's West Coast offense, but he played a lot of teams um, and knows a lot of different approaches. Bringing in Gannon, maybe uh, Tim Brown will come in and help him with the receivers as a receivers coach. If Shell is out next year and Gruden is canned in Tampa, I never thought I'd say this, but it seemed It seemed to be saying a lot this season. Gruden needs to come back to Oakland. Wow, the Gruden monkey is off my back. Everyone's saying it. Well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people are thinking it. Gruden's having a whole lot of trouble in Tampa, like I said in my last podcast. He might be out the door. And you know what? I think he fits freaking perfect in Oakland. Uh, Dave McCall of the Raider cast doesn't agree with me. But I'm sorry. We have no apologies. I just apologized. Adam, the rookie. Hallelujah! <laughs> I don't care if we replace Tom Walsh with a freaking monkey. Anything is better than f- than fishing the season. Finishing the season with him—that's for doggone sure. Anything is better than finishing the season with him. I know John Shoup is not the most popular candidate. But they had to go with someone in-house who really knows the offense. Man, I knew this was coming. I called it when Brooks was renamed a starter. I knew the second half of production would have to improve. Um, and We need to score some points in the second half. Because Brooks dodged sack after sack. Yeah, he did. Because uh, he didn't have an offense to change. He didn't have anybody to adjust in the second half. I am pumped, he says. Ernie light at the end of the tunnel, after all. Maybe not this season, but at least there seems to be some hope for the future now. Yeah, it's looking mighty grim when there was nothing happening. I have to agree with you very much. Northwest Raider fan comes in. First post. First of all, let me welcome the wet Northwest Raider fan um, to the Raider Nation podcast. Great to see you here on the boards. Please come back. I just want to tell you that right now before it starts. Pumps me up when I see new people listening. It's a, a very gratifying and uh it's just gratifying. It's fun. Randy and I both appreciate it very much. Raider Greg, thank God I found your podcast. I've been a Raider fan since I can remember caring about football. I was about to relegate my Raider swag to the back of the closet for the remainder of the season when I found your podcast and discovered how wrong that thinking was you damn straight! <laughs> that was me, by the way. The nations need your voice. I'm spreading the gospel. Uh, the week after I found your podcast, I scored a brand new Raider t-shirt at a garage sale for 50 cents. Pity the poor bastard who parted with it. I'll keep my. i keep my first post short, just a couple of brief random thoughts. In the era of salary caps and free agency, will the Raiders swagger every turn? Well, hell yeah, it will. That's has a whole lot more to do with the attitude of the team, consistency from the top all the way down to the bottom. Um, those are things that are, have to be there. They have to be there to, f- to foster a winning team. Uh, your players might not be the top guys in the draft, but with the right surrounding cast and support for management, man, we could have a run just like, hey, it was just proved. You could have a run just like the Patriot rats, and uh, and look, they're still in the hunt right now. Absolutely, we have totally possible of a hap having to happen. We just need the right ingredients for it to do it. That's nothing to do with the salary cap or free agency. And and on top of that, let me just say this: the Raiders organization is a beautiful diamond in the rough. Anyone. With any set of brains can see that this organization is primed for a comeback, a big comeback, and it means lots of dollars. Anybody with the skill and the foresight to come in and straighten up this organization and make it foundation solid all the way through to the very last guy, the guy who cleans the locker rooms, is the guy that's going to come out like a star. And we will rise to the top like cream and stay there for several years like we've done in the past. It is absolutely possible the Raiders are not a team like the Lions or the Bengals. They are a team of winners. Winners as far as fans are concerned, as far as the team, the records are concerned. The Raiders are fighters and they're winners. And I see totally that it's possible to get back. Just the fact that we're the Raiders. Could John Shoup be any worse than Mr. Spudnoggin from Idaho. Well, I won't say he'll be worse. I will say that he'll take what he's got from Tom Walsh this year, and he better kick some ass, put some magic on it. I don't know what he's going to do. Take the guys out, buy them all new cars. Whatever he's got to do, he's got to win the rest of the season. If he doesn't, then he's going out with the bathwater, like I said, because John Shoup doesn't have that kind of record. If Al keeps him, that's another foolish move. We'll just have to see what happens down the road. Here's a bold prediction. I watched the draft this year for the first time, waiting for the Raiders' first pick, and they picked Huff instead of Jay Cutler. I curse so loudly, I'm sure the neighbors heard me. I believe this kid will be a great fit for us, but I'm afraid that years to come he will kill us. Well, he's about to. He's about to join the Denver Broncos and have his opportunity I'm not so sure about Cutler, maybe, but I'm, I'm more weary of the Leinert passing than the Cutler one because I think Leinert is going to light us up in the future. I'm glad he's in the NFC and not in the freaking AFC. Thanks for the post, brother. Look forward to it. Dave McCall from the Raider cast, and I haven't heard from this cat in a long, long time. Dave McCall's our competition. I'd say, wouldn't say competition. He's just a fellow raider, like the bloggers out there, like everyone spreading the gospel about the raiders, helping fans uh, find out some stuff, information. He's got a great show. They do a live broadcast uh, on the on the on the uh, Thursday nights, I believe. It might be Tuesdays. I'm sorry, Dave. Wednesday nights, Greg. Wednesday nights, eight p.m. But. They have a good show, and uh, we kind of started out. They started out two months before me, as Poindexter would like to say, and he's joined me here uh, talking about a better draft in his question mark. He's talking about he's a little confused about my comment on 114, how I felt that Gannon would be back, and the le- at the very least, he'd have better draft picks. And he goes on to say about how we had some bad draft picks when Gruden was here, and since he's been gone, we got Huff, Howard, Washington, Route, Asamoah, and he goes on and on. My comment was, and I I assume this, and maybe I shouldn't have, because I'll just explain this right now. Oh, and then he says down the way, he says, by the way, P.S., by the way, um, a little help on the coach that Al interviewed was, was Bobby Patrino, P.A. Trent O., uh, the head coach for Penn State, is Joe Paterno. Okay, so you know, you know me. You guys are listen to the show know I can't pronounce anybody's name. I have a hard time with that. So I went ahead and said, I posted back, Writer Greg. Hey, Dave, thanks for the vine. Glad to hear you heard the show. As for Gruden draft picks, I believe Al Davis made final choices on Gruden's draft picks. There was an issue who Gruden wanted and Al wanted, so there was an issue between the two of them. And you can guess who won. Al Davis won. All those draft picks through the Gruden years, I'm telling you right now, Al Davis was picking them, or whoever's up there was picking them, but it certainly was Gruden because he voiced his opinion on who he wanted, and it was out there. So as far as I'm concerned, he had choices. I can't really remember. If I researched it enough, I could probably come up with some names of people that he would have rather drafted. Um, but I do remember it was a big issue, and I do remember the draft picks that Gruden wanted were very successful in the NFL, and um, so that's what I meant about that. That's how we ended up with those bad players because Al made those choices. It wasn't Gruden. Um, I'm really happy to see the picks of late except for the line art deal, which I thought um, was not very smart. The season's almost over. You should enjoy the games we have left. We'll see what happens. As for Paterno... Patrino, I say potato, patato. I get confused easily. Everybody knows it. Ask Randy. Good luck with your show, Dave. And I'll see you at the games. Oh, Dave, good luck with your show. And you know, it's always good. I go on Dave's show sometimes, and I'll, I'll give him a hard time. Like uh, their show, they had uh, Charger Ray as one of the. he, He was up there in their show, and they were all talking football and being all. You know, hugs and kisses, and, you know, I'm not on that kind of show. I'm not the politically correct show. I'm the very politically uncorrect show. And if you listen, you'll see why, <laughs> because I don't tote the Raiders' line, but I just shout it out the way I feel it has to be. Randy and I do that. That's our thing. That's what we do. That's how we roll. So there you go. So show 116, that's pretty much it. Let's see now one more thing. Rate a Nation. I want to tell you that uh, <laughs> maybe we should get the whole Raider team, Art Tom Walsh, everybody on Dr. Phil. Maybe that's what we need. We need a little bit of openness. We need a little subject um, awareness. We need Dr. Phil to come in and help us with our team. No, we don't. Uh. We need Al to take hold of the reins, start over, get his bearings. We need Art to get a grip, find a good offensive coordinator, listen to people who know, listen to people in the know about who's a good offensive coordinator, and Art, let him take you to the Super Bowl. You're a great man. You're a good leader. You're a true Raider. I'd love to see you standing there holding the Dalgon trophy. So hang in there find yourself someone good for next season. Don't stick with Jupe. You'll find yourself sorry. Um, little advice from the Raider Nation podcast. Well, this is Raider Greg. Thank you for listening to the show. I can't wait for the game. We got a game coming up. It's been a while since we smelt that barbecue in the Oakland Coliseum. Let's get this party rolling. Shoot, there it is. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.